Thank you for tuning into Making It in the South Sound, the Chamber's podcast series, bringing you stories and information about and for the South Sound business community. This podcast series is made possible through the generous support of Amazon. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Andrea Ray, President and CEO of the Tacoma Pierce County Chamber. Today, I am here with Stephanie Schramm, the CEO and fearless leader of Madcap Marketing. Madcap has been helping to promote South Sound businesses for going on 12 years now. And Stephanie has been a prominent fixture in the South Sound business community for more than a couple of decades. Time flies when you're having fun, right, Stephanie? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us and being with us here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. So I will just start by diving in. We have a number of questions we want to get to and get a sense of what your experience is here doing this work within and for the South Sound. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we start by just telling us about Madcap Marketing? What is Madcap Marketing? Yeah, Madcap Marketing, in a nutshell, is a full-service marketing department for hire. It's super unique because we always get shoved into the ad agency bubble. It's probably the one we fit in most. However, I used to sell media, so I have very strong familiarities with ad agencies. And so when I built the firm, I purposely built it to be a little more all-encompassing. And by that, I mean like we don't just specialize in one vertical market or we don't specialize in just graphic design or just websites. There's a lot of local companies that do those things really, really well. What I wanted to be and what I loved when I sold media was the consulting role. Mm -hmm. I loved sitting down with the business owner and, and trying to help them explain the why and how they would see growth from it. More of the problem solving. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I built the firm with that in mind. And of course, it was just me (laughs) when I started. (laughs) And have been really lucky and blessed to hand pluck talent Mm -hmm. over the 12 years, the best of the best, in my not so humble opinion, and have become really a full fledged marketing department under one roof. So anything marketing, graphic design, video, photo, copywriting, social media, website development, all of the above, we do. That's amazing. And one, one stop shop. One stop shop, yep. And we are, anytime we see a hole or a bubble or a need, right, you kind of have to merge with what the current trends are and what the current needs are, meet your clients where they are, then we hire and staff accordingly. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, and so was your background in marketing or <laughs> where, well. where, did, where, did, where did you start? What's your background in? Yeah, so I, my background, I went to school. I really wanted to be a cop. And oh, most okay. people that know me well, that's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to be a police officer. And when I was 19, long story short, but I was on a firing range and took a bullet to the leg, put a bullet through my own leg. So yes, I wasn't shot by somebody else. And that didn't discourage me. Everyone's like, oh, you quit right then and there. No, actually, I finished that course on crutches. But I did have a whole new respect on going through what it's like to heal from a gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't real positive that I could pull the trigger on someone else after Mm -hmm. that. And so talking to other people in class and recruits and instructors And they're like, well, if you can't pull the trigger, you will die. And so that got me thinking I might not be in the right field. 
So then I still thought public service was my calling. So I switched gears within the same tract and went to EMT training. Mm -hmm. I still keep my EMT certification up because it's hard to get and I don't want to let it go. And did some internship at Harborview to be a paramedic. Loved the work, but had decided that is really hard work for not a lot of pay and wasn't sure. And so I had landed a great sales job at Milgard Windows when I was doing night school. Mm-hmm. And I was making more in that like very bottom basement position in sales than I ever would have made riding on an ambulance. And just kind of had that aha moment of like, huh, well, love sales. Mm-hmm. Pretty natural at it. Really enjoyed it. Milgard was a great employer. I worked when the Milgard family owned it. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of training opportunities, Dale Carnegie, and just anything you that you could get your hands around, Milgard would support that professional development. Yeah, was just and part I took of the culture, and I took advantage mm-hmm. of all of it. And mm-hmm. I was early twenties, mm-hmm. and so I met my very best friend to date at a Dale Carnegie course there, and she swayed me over to come work at the Business Examiner with her. So it was just me and Emily for years selling at the Business Examiner. We had way too much fun, and I think the rounds is to date for all the opportunities. And I really fell in love with marketing and advertising and just kind of Mm self-taught and went to classes. And Emily had a marketing degree, learned tons from her, and still had that sales aspect, but loved the marketing and advertising aspect of it. And that's that's where it all started. I love it. I love hearing about people's career journeys, right? Because we often end up where we're supposed to be, but it's not a linear process, right? No. So we, we, we think of like, oh, I'm going to climb this corporate ladder and it's just, you know, I'm going to pay my dues here, then take the next step, you know, and, and continue going. And it's a, it's a vertical process and it's, it's very much more like a jungle gym, right? You know, sometimes we have to go down into the side to get back up again. And I right? prefer the jungle gym. Right. I get bored if it was to be vertical. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Is there something unique about doing business in the South Sound? Does marketing in the South Sound require a, a different or a, a unique angle? I think every region requires some uniqueness. Mm-hmm. I'm always super surprised, and I'm not going to lie, a little bent out of shape when I hear a local entity hiring like an agency from the Midwest or the East Coast. I'm like, well, but what do they know about us right what do they know about the pacific northwest and if you just take washington like don't even expand past washington or even just western washington Mm -hmm. king county is so very different than pierce county which is so very different than thurston county and then you've got your south south enders lewis and pacific county and grace harbor county and and if you don't know those nuances if you don't know those markets how are you going to market effectively to the audiences And so it really frustrates me when marketing firms come in and they promise like, oh, we can do it, no problem. Sure, you can do an overarching campaign, but do you know the audience? Do you know the region? And so I think every region is unique. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Pierce County and Tacoma and Puyallup, they're my home and they're my babies. But I think it behooves anybody in the field of marketing if you're going to market in a certain region, you need to know the people mm-hmm. in the region and you need to know the other businesses in the region and you need to know the nuances because they all have them. 
right? That hyper-local lens yes. often can make or break absolutely a, a project or a program. And right? how if you, you deliver it or how you message mm-hmm. it should change depending on how your audience wants to receive it. Yep. And, and starting with the, the audience first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Always the audience first. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so speaking of, of projects, yeah. do you do you have a favorite project that you've worked on that you want to talk about? <sighs> That's such a hard that you're asking me to pick my favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> um, Make it one of your favorite yeah, projects. Okay, fair. And you know what's interesting is we've been asked this as a team before. And depending on who on the team you ask, the answers change. So I love that, right? Mm-hmm. We all kind of have our favorites. So my role, day-to-day role, besides paying the bills, is strategy, marketing budget, and media buying. Mm -hmm. That's just where my knowledge base is. So that's my role as far as client projects go. So taking that into consideration, I love the projects that I get to really strategize on how I'm going to spend money to make them grow. Mm -hmm. Um, The ROI factor. So, you know, there's only a certain clients that have the luxury of being able to do that. Mm -hmm. But Soundglass has been a very long-term client for me. And Warren and his crew are fantastic humans. And I really appreciate all the growth that he's been able to give me. And I've been with them. So my company's been formally formated for 12 years. He's been with me since day one. Wow. And so the growth we've had together mm-hmm. has been an amazing learning opportunity. And the fact that I've worked there longer than some of his employees <laughs> is entertaining. But I would say that one's near and dear to my heart. So Soundglass and Rolf's Import Auto and LaborWorks are kind of my three thanks for believing in me and, and growing with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a shout out to those three and just, yeah, the growth opportunity that they've offered me over the last 15 years. And those, those relationships are, are huge, right? You know, we so, were family, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can't replace that, that level of trust. Exactly. That's important. Um, and speaking of, of trust, um, have you seen the business culture change, uh, in the last 20 years? And again, you know, not just, you know, with the, the technology, um, but how people, right, you know, operate day to day, you know, how we, how we relate to each other day to day work has, has shifted pretty substantially, you know, in the last three years, not even just, you know, the last 20 years. Yeah. So I'm in an industry that shifts constantly. Mm -hmm. I would say behind the tech industry, marketing is probably the number two, like wishy-washy moving target industry there is. And it's tied into technology on a lot of factors. So there's a part of that, but absolutely things have changed. And I'm an Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. So when I started in sales, it was all about the handshake, the networking, the relationships. It was how many rooms could I be in in a day and how many people could I build a relationship with? Mm -hmm. And I loved it. It was perfect for the 20 something year old, right? I still love it, but I've also come to be okay with the fact that it's not the most efficient way to do business. Right. Right. And so it's time intensive. It's super time intensive, not always ROI based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Well, in that relationship, <laughs> right. The, the business card you pass out today, maybe, you know, 18 months later, you know, leads to that, right. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's hard, hard to measure, you know, yeah, that ROI. And I'm one of the few that love change. I'm, sure. I'm okay with it. And so, you know, there's a lot of people in my generation or the generations above me that really miss kind of the old school way of doing business. And some of that is still alive and well, mm-hmm. especially when you get hyper local. 
However, I am okay with digitally networking or still Zoom calling, even though we're out of COVID, well, kind of out of COVID, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm okay with the changes. I'm okay with the evolving. I love watching the under 25 year olds and what their processes are. I don't may necessarily will adopt them or love them, but I love watching them kind of come up with what their own business culture is going to be and what's important to them. I have a very young staff, so I'm super cognizant of what makes them tick mm-hmm. and what's going to make them most happy and productive to stay at the role that they're in. And it's not, and every person's different, but every generation's different. And I think that's great. I'm, I am totally okay with that. So. The only constant is change, right? Yes. And it's interesting, you know, we talk to lots of businesses, right? You know, all day, every day. Um, and that resiliency, that ability to adapt and not, um, you know, resist change um, is often what leads to some of the most successful businesses, right? You know, that ability to adapt, that ability to be, you know, resilient. I would imagine this so. And I would say being through our first real big pandemic has taught a lot of business owners a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to put you on the spot a little bit okay. with your marketing prowess. Uh, if you were to market Tacoma, what would our tagline be? Oof, that's hard. I have some <laughs> spunky ones that probably aren't fit for air, so I'll leave those be. But, and I'm sure this one is copywritten, so don't send me nasty emails. It's just a fun conversation. But I would say something along the lines of the land of plenty. Mm-hmm. I love how Pierce County is big and super small all at the same time. Yes. People actually are amazed on how close of friendships and business relationships I have with my quote unquote competitors. We get razzed about it all the time, but you take five to seven of us largest agency owners in the South End, we meet on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. we shop talk. They're the first person I'll call to say, what do I do when something comes up? We don't consider each other competition. We There's plenty to go around. We're all really good at what we do and the bubble we do it in. And we just want to see Pierce County succeed. So when people are like, oh, you're best friends with Rusty George and Doug Burton and you know Casey from J. Ray. And I'm like, yeah, because they're brilliant and they do good work. And... They're the first person that I ask about, well, what do you do when this happens? Because they're the only other ones going through the exact same kind of thing. So I would say the land of plenty. There's plenty of work to go around. There's plenty of business. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of love and diversity, which I love. And that would be something along those lines. I'm sure that one's not available, but we could come up with something similar. We can, we can workshop it, right? <laughs> we can workshop like, we'll, it. We we'll, can focus we'll, group it we'll, all day we'll, long. We'll, we'll workshop it. I, I, I agree so much since coming here, right? It, it's such a, that, that abundance mindset. Yes. Right. So, so many other places in the world, um, it's scarcity mindset. It's, I need to silo. I need to, you know, protect me and mine. If I, if I share, if I am vulnerable, if I'm my true authentic self, then, you know, I'm, 
you know, I'm, I I'm, might lose. Right. right. Um, and there's a finite amount of pie, right. Yeah. I need to protect my piece of the pie. Uh, Pierce County is absolutely different, right? We're like, Oh, you know, I'm so glad you came to dinner. How uh, can I help you? How, and yeah. let's make a bigger pie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, what gets you most excited about your work every day, right? So there's always those, those day-to-day things. What, what makes you excited to wake up and go to work every day? Easiest question you've asked yet. That'd be my <laughs> staff. Yeah. The team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am beside myself on the team we have right now. I've always been blessed with talent. That's never been an issue, but the cohesiveness and the friendships and the relationships and the water cooler talk and all mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I love it every single day. And even yeah. when we have hard days, we have hard days. Work is still work. <laughs> we have each other. And I think you could ask anyone, any 12 of the mad cappers, and they would say the same thing. I love that. The, the team is so important to what any organization or any business is able to accomplish. And I feel I feel the same way about about my team, you know, here at the chamber, you know, everybody not only they don't just care about their work, um, but they care about each other Mm -hmm. and they care about the work that we're doing together. Um, And when when you have that, um, yeah, that makes you want to go to work every day, every day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, If you could restart, you know, hit the hit the on off button, you know, start things over again. um, Would you change anything about, you know, what what your journey has been? Oh, I'm sure there's things I would change. Yes, there's been bumps in the road. And some of those bumps were self-inflicted, right? I made some bad decisions along the way and went, okay, I learned that lesson the hard way. Whether or not you change them, that's hard to know because I learned from them. You can learn more from your failures than your successes right. at times, right? So I don't know that I would change all of them. There's a couple that stick out that maybe I would probably not do exactly the same way. But for the most part, no, you know, I think the the hardest part is learning the actual business of business, right? The back end of the CPA world and the lawyers world and the formation and the paperwork and just all the stuff, right? That comes with being a successful, legitimate business. There's a lot there, so much. And as a small business, you know, you are, you know, you are you're legal, it. you're HR, you're CPA, right? You know, you're you're everything, right? And so I've, I'm now very blessed to have really great vendors behind me that sure. just I trust emphatically, and I don't have to think through it. But man, out of the gate, I don't think I knew how much setup there was Mm -hmm. and how to set it up so that you can scale it. Right. Because I've had to go back. Obviously, we started out as SRAM marketing. I know it's not creative and I'm a creative. I get it. It was easy to find me. But when we rebranded to Madcap, that was an aha moment for Mm -hmm. us of like, there was a whole lot of reasons why we did it, but it was a structuring issue. It was... Well, it's easier to rebrand and take out a DBA than to start over. And so, you know, just a lot of those learning bumps. But there's not much I would not do because, again, I think I learned from them and it's made me smarter and better today. Um, I would say there's only one major redo and we won't go on air with it. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, What about advice? Um, you know, there's so many people in our community that are still kind of in that dreaming stage, you know, about, you know, maybe that entrepreneurial spirit that is so alive and thriving here in the South Sound. What advice would you give to someone who might be, you know, listening today? They have a, they have a dream, you know, they have a, have a desire to start their, start their own business here in the South Sound. 
So again, going back to that land of plenty, there's plenty of us business owners that would love to take you to coffee and give you the dirty of what we've been through and what we recommend or don't. I would say finding somebody in your vertical market that would be willing to sit down and just open up to you. And I don't think it's going to be hard to find in our, in our neighborhoods. No. And if you don't know anybody in your vertical market, that's when you can reach out to someone like me. I probably know somebody in your vertical market that would love to sit down and help someone launch. Right. So I just think using your community, whether you go through a chamber mm-hmm. and say, you know, who could I talk to? Who could help mentor me? Sure. Or just bounce ideas off of, again... Man, CPAs and lawyers are worth gold. Mm-hmm. And again, there's some that are super small business friendly. Absolutely. And yeah. so I think, you know, they're invaluable on how to do certain things. I also think if you have a dream and you have that entrepreneurial bug, you need to go for it. Because if you don't at least try it, mm-hmm. you're going to never know the what ifs. You can always try it and close it and go a different direction. Absolutely. We spend so much time talking with with entrepreneurs, right? And a lot of it is that that fear of failure and the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if I what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? And I'm like, what if it's amazing? Like right. what if you succeed? Right. That just that that shift of mindset of you can have an amazing opportunity, like you said, with the support network that that's around you, whether that's with the chamber, whether that's with other people within the business community. Um, we're here to support you every step of the way. Yeah, and I think new entrepreneurs don't realize how big of a support group there is. Correct. It's huge. Right. And it's invaluable. It's priceless. And so I think just learning what's out there in those realms is huge. Um, I think taking a chance, I think why not? Because like you, I like to play out the what ifs. What if I fail? Okay, so then you're back to what you're doing now? Right. Wow. That doesn't seem like a whole lot of risk, right? So is there financial risk? Sure. Is it, it's not something you, you can not bear, right? I mean, you can always figure it out. The biggest, the biggest benefit I got from taking the risk. So when I opened my doors, my daughter was like five Mm -hmm. and I got to be a mom while I was a business owner because I set my own schedule, Right, you have that freedom, that flexibility. I had the flexibility, mm-hmm. so I dropped off every day. I picked up every day. I was home for homework. I went to every cheer competition and singing, and I was able to do all of it. And so, and I made a good money and living and got to build my dream in the process, right? So, I don't know. I mean, I say set it up for you and what's going to make you happy, and, and why not try? Right, and don't settle. No. Life's too short. Absolutely. And if you fail, then you fail, then you try something different. I love it. Any other last thoughts before we wrap up? I just appreciate the chamber and what you guys are all about. I love the county. I love the city. And I think, you know, Godspeed to all the small business owners. I think most of you don't know this, but the chamber does. But, you know, 89 plus percent of our community is built up of small business owners. So good job, everybody. Cohorts, I appreciate y'all and we're in it together. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. And that does it for this episode of Making It in the South Sound. Again, thank you all for joining us. Episodes can be found on the Chamber's website, www.tacomachamber.org. Look for the link on the homepage and in the top menu. You can listen to Making It in the South Sound directly on our website and wherever great podcasts are found. 
Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. We again want to thank Amazon. Their generous commitment makes this entire series possible. Thank you and listen for future episodes coming soon.